0: Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on MikeRickSecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. Thank you all you Mad Hatters for hanging out after the Edge of the Rabbit Hole episode that we just had with Ken Bogle. It was a fantastic episode on tarot, tarot cards, all that. Um, I, it was a little different for me because I don't have a lot of experience for tarot, so I was learning a lot. And so this one's probably going to be, I'll have a little bit more to say here, especially since I'm, you know, kind of on my own here. Um... So, but tarot is actually something I'm um, very interested in. Um, just, it, I mean, for one, of course, I think the, the cards are cool, have a lot of great artwork and all that. But not just that. It's just um, I always like the significant meaning behind things, and so tarot has a lot of that, obviously, with all the different cards. So, um, but that's a lesson for another day. We're here to talk about technology, ghosts, and technology on this. Episode of Inside the Upside Down. Unfortunately, I do not have our chat shenanigator Shauna with me. Um, turns out she is not feeling well this evening, so that is not going to happen, unfortunately. So um, I'm on my own in on this one, but hopefully, she will have a lot of input down there in the chat because uh, she and I share a lot of different opinions when it comes to uh, technology. So, kind of the way this came about. Um, searching for a topic for this week and uh don francisco said hey why don't you talk about um you know the way spirits can interact with uh technology kind of ghosts in the machines ghosts in the machine is a philosophical uh (laughs) philosophy (laughs) it's a term um a specific book and all that so actually a little bit different but like you could still say ghost in the machine talking about, you know, these types of machines, these type of gadgets that we have nowadays to try to pick up on paranormal activity. So, um, yes, Shauna, down in the chat, opinions, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, see, that's why I would have loved for you to have been on this show, but that's fine. Um, since I'll be the one on the playback and the podcast and all that, I'll take all the heat for the opinions. Okay. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, you know, so, you know, kind of the the first time it really dawned on me that um, you could use technology to pick up on paranormal activity, you know, I would say, you know, all those books that I read by Hans Holzer when I was younger, um, but it didn't click for some reason. It actually clicked when I first saw The Sixth Sense, and, you know, Bruce Willis is, you know, going through and listening to the recordings and, you know, ends up hearing some voices in the background. And then it was like, that's when it clicked. Like, oh, hey, Holzer was doing that in those books. It was like, boom, ta-da, you know, kind of a you know, revelation uh, type of a, of a moment. And so that was kind of like my real first introduction to, you know, what EVPs are. And, you know, it, we were we really calling it that back then? Uh, sorry for the loud uh, traffic out there, um, I, what the heck, I don't even, we were just called spirit voices back then, I can't even remember, um, but that was really, you know, my first introduction is seeing that on Sixth Sense and just it clicking and being, oh, okay, so we're going to get into a bit of that and, you know, I guess for me, like my personal experiences of just, um, you know, kind of randomly spirits interacting with technology. Um, I mean, for one, a voice recorder, even though I wasn't trying to, um, you know, record at the time, it was kind of interesting. It was actually my first visit to the Stone Lion Inn. Um, I wasn't actually investigating. I did have the, uh, the audio recorder on me, uh, but I was just there for the Murder Mystery Dinner Theater, the the bed and breakfast part of it. um. You know, nothing had really gone on that night. Actually, it was kind of quiet. It was the morning that things were going on. One of the things that happened was, um, you know, I had turned everything off, right? Put it away like I usually do, locked it up. And the next morning, kind of, you know, getting everything ready to go and all that, and all of a sudden, you know, I hear the beeping of the audio recorder. What's going on? So I go to check it, and it had been recording all that it ran out of space <laughs> at some point in time in the night it actually started recording again on its own so um, yeah and, and sadly no there there was no EVP or anything on there it just like boom started on its own so that was kind of the, uh, the weird little interaction there of course you know people talk about of course uh, you know TVs getting turned off and on um, for me, there was a you know a lighting incident where you know lights would just suddenly turn on on the uh, fan in the living room. Um, I was being accused of uh, having brought something home with me. Um, I believe it was somebody else. Um, I'll get to that question in a minute down there. And basically, what happened was um, you know, after this happened several times, I was there. Um, one day with my son Cameron, it was just he and I at that time, and all of a sudden, you know, light turns on. I'm like, all right, fine. I want to know if somebody's actually here. Um, and if there is, you know, you got to do a little bit better than that because my whole thing was like, you know, it just could be like a short or, you know, there was a remote to turn it on, so maybe there's something funny with the button. Um, and all of a sudden, the thing just started blinking. <laughs> So I did get out my audio recorder, and I did pick up an EVP there uh, that told me, "Don't stay here anymore." So, uh, kind of an interesting moment. So, you guys are all down there talking about uh, Shauna's illnesses and her vertigo and everything. Yeah, you know, send out some positive energy to Shauna. Uh, she has been battling stuff, you know, off and on, mostly on. For like the past year, it's been pretty crazy. So definitely send some positive energy her way so that she can get this fewer system and done finally. Um, the vertical thing might be a little bit more because they might they might have to do something inside her ear. So um, yeah, send some positive energy her way for all of that. Um, okay, this is from Tom. Is it worth to pay higher prices to buy equipment? Um, That's one of the things I kind of wanted to talk about tonight, is do you need to go out and buy all of this fancy equipment as a paranormal investigator? Because you see a lot of people, a lot of the shows, you know, they're busting out all of this boom, 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 wiring everything up, all this crazy stuff. Um, There's a lot of teams that are out there that you know, when they kind of show all their stuff, like, you know, you'll go to different conventions and whatnot, and you know, at their table, like, boom, 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 here's like know all this equipment you know the the 20 different cameras and you know all the you know everything Um, and that's fine you know I'm not gonna disparage anybody for you know using all this equipment to you know try to capture paranormal activity you know if I had if I had the money to get more cameras or um, maybe a little higher quality camera I would but you know, I don't have that kind of money right now. So, but you can get by, you know, on a basic, you know, camera. Uh, you can get by on a, uh, you know, audio, you know, audio recorder, um, and that's fine. I mean, flashlight and you know, maybe something to take pictures. Now, you don't even need to do that if you don't want to actually capture something. You can just go into a location with a flashlight and go. You know, your best tool is your body. Um, you know, and that's that's really all you need, you know, to, you know, capture, you know, something on audio or with a camera or what have you, is more for trying to prove and show, hey, I experienced something. The, the audio recorder, you could try to use it as a communicative uh, device as well, or something like, you know, a uh, you know, uh, EMF detector. You know, you can get. Intelligent responses using like a K2 and things like that. So there's ways you can try to use these things intelligently as a communicative device. Um, But you don't necessarily have to have that stuff to go do it. You don't have to spend a crap ton of money um, to go investigating because you just really need yourself. And like I say, a flashlight because you want to be safe about it, you know. Um, Bring some water along and, um, you know, maybe an extra set of clothes if you need it, you know it doesn't have to be all of this you know fantastic expensive equipment um, you know I bring cameras with me of course you know well actually I can't show you that camera because it's sitting up there <laughs> I'm using it right now um, but you know here's uh, you know another one that we use you know I, I picked up these cameras because we do video work you know we're trying to you know show and display the uh, the stories And our experiences to you guys, so that's where you know they come in handy. You know, for like this one here, I picked up specifically for um, night vision, and so you know, here's the you know the IR light. It actually has a little IR light in it as well, but there's an additional IR light that gets um, more range. And you know, honestly, you know, I picked that up specifically. You know, because we're in the dark a lot, you know, (laughs) and so, um, you know, there's only so much you can do with a flashlight and a regular camera. Um, So the IR gets you a different type of uh, of view. And so that's really why I picked it up is so that we could, you know, film our investigations in dark areas. Um, As far as picking up paranormal activity with it, you know, a lot of people have been, you know, going the way of actually getting away from... IR, um, you know, maybe just going with the traditional camera. Some people are, you know, still, you know, trying full spectrum and seeing how that works. Um, there's actually, you know, little, you know, people have, have kind of figured out. You know, they spend all this time rigging up all these, you know, camera systems, you know, all this IR stuff, and going through all this footage and getting very, very, very little uh, evidence on it. I mean, you, you do, you can. Um, it's just not as you know, prevalent as we, you know, thought for all of those years. You know, I've, you know, a few light anomalies here and there. Um, you know, as far as, like, shadows, they, they seem to see fewer shadows with these because the way the the IR lights up the room. So, very different. I know there are a couple questions that um, flew through here. So, let me... Um, oh, okay. So... Uh, there's a story going on here. I guess I'm missing. I just saw. I saw the uh, the bold text. So what? Are, what am I missing here, guys? Okay. So I'm not actually seeing a question. Um. Yeah. So use the. Use the bold text for the questions, because that's I'm on, here on my own here, guys. Um, so I'm scrolling back through. Okay. So yeah, I'm using. <laughs> oh yeah, Ghosty's over there. Um, yeah, it's just me. So use the use the bold, you know, to throw out questions, or use the super chat. Either one, so I can actually see it, because that's my eye is gonna look down there. Bold. Okay, let me look for it. Um, so I guess there wasn't a question. All right. So what was I going on about? I'm kind of running my mouth here. Okay. Now there's a question. Jin K, thank you. Uh, I was wondering if you or Shana knows how I can stop the chest pains when I do investigations. Um, interesting. So it's only when you go on investigations that you're you're getting the chest pains. Um, I mean that may be. Yeah, it could be anxiety so you know <laughs> maybe um take something for I don't know if you take anything for anxiety going on investigations um Shana might have some recommendations on on stones um, or it may be something you just don't do as much of if, if investigations you know do that to you I don't want to try to recommend uh, anything medical because I'm not in the medical field um, but I would you know that would be a concern if every time you go on investigations um, that's happening to you. So, um, what's the best tech evidence you've ever recorded? That's from Discord threads. Um, what is? Yeah, what's the best? You know, that's a that's a tough question. That's basically asking for my best piece of evidence. Yeah, you know? <laughs> because that's how we collect evidence is is through the technology. Um, you know, there's all kinds of personal experiences that we have. Um, it would be, you know, like a couple of different photographs that, um, that I've picked up on it. The stone, uh, one was at the stone line in and that was with other personal experiences at the same time. Um, so it was a fantastic white wisp that was caught while other things were going on, like a, uh, a drawer slamming and a picture crashing to the floor. I, hit, uh, a massive wave of energy hit me that, um, that almost made me pass out. Um, so that. You know that kind of stuff was going on at the time. There's the uh, giant ball of light, at uh, illuminated ball of light, at uh, Black Bear Church. Uh, there would be the Campsville Grade School. If you watch that evidence video, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff. Uh, you know, there's there's the shadow person that we caught. There was the what looks like the apparition of a woman in uh, like very vintage garb um, at the bottom of a set of stairs. Uh, when we went go, to go back to um, try to debunk that, uh, a pebble was, was thrown across the floor. So, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff like that that was going on. Um, okay, HRM, do you seem to get less activity now that electronics are more likely to be shielded per X group home kid? Um, you mean shielded? Um, for like, like the shielding they put in for RFID and, and things like that, um, I, you know, no, <laughs> no. I mean, shoot, I, you know, I was in the military for a while. We dealt with Tempest equipment, which, if you don't know, it was like these. You put a computer inside this massive steel box, and you know, tr- drill like five million screws into it. It was ridiculously shielded. Um, no, I, I, I don't. I don't think so um, because paranormal activity is gonna happen um, I, I guess this is the way I view it you know um, like I said before our, our bodies are our best um, tools and so paranormal activity is going to be experienced whether you're using you know, electronic equipment or not so um, you know they could use They can use the energy from a device, you know, like, you know, battery drain and stuff like that. Um, They could use an outlet, you know. You could turn on a a light bulb, and they could pull from that, you know, perhaps. So, there's other ways. Um... So, have you ever lost equipment during an investigation, or has any malfunction during one? Oh yeah, yeah, we've gotten equipment malfunctions where you know cameras wouldn't work. Um, I've had you know audio recorder just suddenly just start acting bonkers. Um, battery drain will happen at some locations a lot, like uh, Mineral Springs. Battery drain like crazy, especially Shauna's equipment. <laughs> That'll go like crazy. Um, you know, it's kind of it's really interesting. So, you know, and. And see, now, Mineral Springs is a location where not even using your body, except for maybe your ears, and not using equipment, you can use other things to try to experience paranormal activity, Uh, you know, get some, I wouldn't even call them EVPs, it'd be disembodied voices. And that would be, you know, like the fountains and the running water, where between the look, 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 you know, you can hear the voices talking. And, you know, that's just using... I mean, you could call it technology because it's kind of old school technology. I mean, plumbing, right? (laughs) Um, So it's it's a different way of going about it. Um, uh, Kathy uh, Ciliento, Mike, what is your opinion on using Ouija boards as tools? Now, this is an interesting question. Um, They're tools. They're tools. You know, um, I think the problem with Ouija boards is that they are marketed as toys. They're marketed as a game and then kids pick up the game and they start doing things with it. and They have no idea what they're doing. They don't know how to use it. And so they accidentally end up making things happen that they didn't intend. Um, And so that just comes in, you know, being ignorant about what it really is. You know, they're selling a Stranger Things one now, which is really cool looking, but... You're going to end up, again, with a lot of kids who love Stranger Things with a Ouija board that they have no idea what they're going to do with. My thought on it is this. Um, And I know a lot of people do use them as tools and don't have any problems. Of course, I also know people who have used Ouija boards and have had problems. So it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, We're doing the same thing with this. We're trying to talk to spirits. Uh, With a Ouija board, we have letters on a board and a planchette. Um, And you're trying to reach out and communicate with spirits and have them um, answer through the board. With this, I'm trying to have them reach out and answer me through this. It's the same idea. But with this, you know, like even a kid nowadays understands that, you know, well, we're trying to reach out to spirits through here. Like, seriously, you know, it's, it's not a game. It's investigating, da, da, da. I mean, they've seen it like a bunch of TV opinions on TV aside for a moment. Uh, but with the Ouija board, because it's a little different, it's a board, you got a planchette, things are supposed to move on their own, da-da-da, they don't take it as seriously. And so, um, and that's what happens. So, I, I think they can be used as a tool just fine if people know how to use it as a tool, you know, the proper way. So, all right, did I miss any other questions? Um so Andrew Cubbage is looking for uh yeah fake ghost apps. Yeah, there there's all kinds of different fake ghost apps um that you can get for your phone. Um that's something to be a little wary of. Um we've had a number of times. I used to keep it on my phone and I just, I don't have it on there now because I got used to what the what it looks like on your phone or you know when you, you know, kind of superimpose a you know, quote unquote ghost onto uh, a pic of yours. And um, you know we've caught people in the past, you know, sending us these fake pics and what have you. There was one really, you know, sad moment where you know, we've been investigating a house a couple of times. There had been paranormal activity going on there, um, like legit. And so it was an interesting location. Um, and they decided that they were, they wanted to wanted the activity to be a little bit more. I, I don't know. So we'd been, it was our second time there. We'd been investigating for a little while and I can't remember if it was a guy or a lady, but one of them showed us their uh, their phone. You know, here's this pic that we caught. Um, you know, what do you think? And it was one of the ladies from the ghost staff superimposed onto, you know, the one wall. And it's like, we're done. We're done. You just tried to pass along fake evidence to us. It's sad because you have something legitimately going on here, but you're trying to lie to us about the activity. We're done. So um, I think we talked about this the other week, actually. And We kind of... What well, we ended up thinking it was you know, we'd just done The Haunted, and so we were thinking that maybe they were looking to get on a television show too, and so we're trying to kind of you know, amp up what they had going on. They didn't have to. Um, so... Um, okay got a good question when a ghost drains a little a light bulb does it happen in one room or in all rooms well, it can It can happen individually it can happen in all rooms It's that's the thing about that's one of the strange things about the paranormal is it's very random you know <laughs> um, just like when you go on an investigation to a known haunted location you may not get activity you may get a ton of activity you may get a thing here go hours and then get a thing there so as far as like them interacting with light bulbs, yeah, it could be a light bulb here, a light bulb there, it could be a whole group, you know, it's kind of like with the, you know, with the light that I was talking about earlier, it was like every once in a while, pop on. Sometimes it would pop off, usually it would pop on. And so the one day I'm just like, okay, you know, this is, forget it, it's probably just, you know, a short thing or a short in the, in the thing, but then also start blinking and it's like, okay, well that's different, Yeah, <laughs> so it's different. So, you know, I kind of wanted to go over a little bit about, um, you know, kind of the arsenal, you know, because we don't. I had a uh, comment out on uh, one of our YouTube videos here earlier today that um, the person was, I forget which investigation it was. Oh, it was the uh, Milton School investigation. And the comment was that they appreciated that we didn't use a lot of uh, tech. That we didn't use a lot of equipment that we kept it you know pretty old school and we tend to, to be like that we do pre, keep it pretty old school and like I said I really don't have anything against people using a bunch of stuff I mean you know try it out you know see if it works see if you're able to get anything with it Um, you know I mean honestly one of the things I would you know really like is an SLS camera you know based on like the whole I, I get the concept of it and it makes sense to me as far as like you know, one of the newer things out there to uh, to invest in and get a hold of. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy different things out there that, um, you know, shoot, trying to, um, you know, measure paranormal activity based on the weather inside of the, you know, uh, inside of the house or the different gases that are inside the house that you could use something to generate. I don't know. There's all kind of weird stuff that people are trying. It's fine. Try. See if it works. Um, some of it I just can't how is a spirit going to understand to manipulate that? You know, um, kind of like, um, e- even with a, uh, even with like something like a, a K2, you know, sometimes you, you really have to explain, especially, you know, to an older spirit that, you know, maybe they weren't around when you didn't, when you had electricity in the home, you know, or, you know, batteries to put in something like this. You have, kind of have to really explain what this is and what it does because they may not have ever had any sort of contextual idea of what a device like this is supposed to do, um, but people, a lot of times in investigations, people just kind of assume, okay, well, you know, can you light up the K2 meter? You know, it. You gotta kind of explain it, but well, like an SLS camera, um, you know, I kind of get the whole idea behind that. Basically, basically, it's sensing motion, you know. My kids had a, you know, a Kinect system that basically, you know, it looks for the motion of the body and basically maps that into the computer and you know, kind of feeds it back into the game system. Of course, that in you know, this camera and the Kinect systems that people have kind of, you know, hacked, um, you basically circumvent that. Instead of going, you know, into the game system, you basically come out on a screen, and so you're able to see the movement that it's detecting. It's designed to detect movement, and so, to me, that one makes sense. Okay. So, if there's anything out there that we're not seeing and it's picking up some movement out there, okay. Well, you know, that could certainly be something. So, that one makes sense to me as far as like some of the newer, fancier type of things. Um, have you ever had a sudden, Phoenix Feather, have you ever had a sudden emotional change during an investigation? Yeah, I have. Um, you know, one particular investigation. Uh, well, a couple. Um, and it's it's a little, I don't know, it's a little more on the rare side for me. So I don't ever really talk about it, but I am a bit of an empath. Um, I just I don't ever talk about it and admit that I got a little bit of something going on because I don't ever want to try to make myself out to be something I'm not. You know, um, there's too many fakes out there, and I don't want to, you know, people start accusing me of being you know a fake or what have you so it's like whenever something happens sure I'll let you know Uh, but I'm never gonna really call myself anything but in any case yeah Uh, fairy plantation um you know I started really feeling that you know in that um they call it the best parlor and basically have it set up as a wake and I started really feeling a uh, a woman's emotions that she just she didn't like that I did get some EVPs during that time but um she was you know very Distraught over the way this room was set up because she she didn't like um, how morbid it it's made the place to seem because um, you know wakes funerals people dying didn't happen all the time I mean, they happen you know a little bit more often than they did in the home like that back then um, but it wasn't all the time and so she wanted it more to be like you know a happy place <laughs> rather than one with the sadness so I was feeling her her sadness and her uh, her being distraught over that. Um, there's another one's private residence. <clears throat> and um, we were in the back bedroom, and my back was to the uh, the closet. And as we're kind of going through the EVP session, um, you know I started feeling again it was a, it was a woman that was behind me. Um, she was hurt, she was injured, she was frightened. Um, and basically what I was getting was that she was um, she was abused. She was beaten. She was kept in this closet. And so I was feeling, you know, her pain and her fear. So that doesn't really have much to do with tech, but it answered the question for you. So um, every once in a while, you know, something like that will happen. Um, and so Sean was saying something in there about videos. What was that? Mike and I have vids. I saw it and then it scrolled away. So, um,. Oh, Shauna's talking about crystals. Okay, Phoenix. Mike and I have vids, videos on this channel where that has happened, especially with me. I get emotionally overwhelmed sometimes without worry Yes, that'll happen to Shauna. Um, yeah, quite a bit. Like there was one with her on the Goldenrod Showboat. <clears throat> so which one was that? It was uh, Goldenrod Return? I think number one. Um, that would it would have happened last year. I posted the video this spring. Was going around to return one, and so we were up in the, um, it was the upstairs, second floor dining room area. There's a dance floor there, and I was playing some music, trying to dance with Annie. Annie had previously blown in my ear, like long before that, and so I was trying to interact with her again. We finally, this is when we we're uh, barred from the goldenrod for a while, and we're able to come back, and we did some investigations. And so I'm trying to dance with her, trying to get that sort of interaction going. And as this is going on, you actually, this is where something where the uh, the infrared actually picked up on something, uh, the night vision camera, where there was this, uh, you know, small, trans- it looked like a translucent ball of light, you know, kind of floated through the screen. It could have been dust, but there was no other dust kind of flying around at that time that this was picking up. This was the only one it picked up. And it went in the direction of Shauna, who was off camera. Well, so I'm dancing a little bit more, and then Shauna all of a sudden just—you see her go, th- you know, through the screen, and then off to one of the windows, you know, just kind of away from everything, and she's just completely distraught and kind of you know breaking down and crying. I'm like, what, what's going on? And she just didn't know, you know, just suddenly she felt like this deep, deep sadness. And so that's that's a great example of one. So yeah, go check that out. So what else you guys got? I didn't even get into everything yet. You guys asked some great questions. Really do appreciate that. So um, all right. Uh, So you pretty much have to tell them to use the meter thing. Um, Yeah, Jin. Basically, when Shauna and I are investigating, and we're using something like the K2 or um, you know, or even I'll bust out a few things here, put things on display you know, or the millimeter, something like that, even using an audio recorder, you know, we will describe exactly how to interact with it because you don't know who you may be talking to. You know, if you're talking to somebody from a hundred years ago, they are going to have no freaking idea as to what it is you're talking about. You know, um, you know, talking to the red light, you know, with an audio recorder, that's, no no comprehension what do you mean talking to the red light you know, it just doesn't make sense so you know you kind of explain to them. okay you know i have this little black box this is what this does you know we may be able to pick up your voice maybe to hear you through it later on um, or if you're doing a burst evp session you know right there um, you know so you kind of explain the steps um you know with the k2 meter um, you know you kind of explain okay you know this thing you know, lights up, you know, it's got these different colors on it, da, 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 da. Um, If you get closer to it, it may be able to do these different things. So, you kind of explain the function because they may have like no reference in their point in time in history as to what this thing does. So, yeah, and even then, you know, it's really all theories for us, you know, it, they could be standing on top of this thing for all we know and it's not going off. You know, I, Great video on the historic house in Jacksonville, Illinois, where, you know, we are feeling all kinds of crazy stuff. This is another location where Shauna was just like massive buzz to the head. And you would think with, you know, I'm feeling tingly, you know, she's got a massive buzzing going on in, in her head. You're thinking, okay, high EMF field, you know, over by the one wall. It was crazy. Um, There's nothing, there's no wiring, not in the wall, not in the ceiling there, not in the floor, nothing. Because we were able to look, you know, down the eaves, through the wall, there's nothing there. There's no outlet, you know, there's no outlet in the ceiling, you know, um, down below the the other floor. Maybe there's a ceiling fan that's poorly wired. Look, no, no ceiling fan, nothing, nothing there. But all kinds of crazy buzzing, like there is this huge electromagnetic field. So fine, we'll get out these devices, right? Zero. No electromagnetic field whatsoever, but yet we're getting all of that feeling like there is. So even when there's something there that's going on, it still may not even be able to pick it up. That's why this field is so crazy. You know, and trying to prove scientifically is very, very difficult to try to prove anything scientifically in this field at all because you can't consistently make the same thing happen on you know on demand. You know, you there's no control. And you have to have a uh, control set up to be able to run consistent da, 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 tests, and, and that just doesn't happen here. It just it just doesn't. So, um, what's the favorite thing that uh, I've recorded? That's from Rin Oak. <sighs> now it's really difficult. Um, I, was, I was kind of talking about it a bit before, a couple of those different photos: uh, Stone Line Inn, uh, Black Bear Church, the Campsville. Uh, grade school there's a ton of uh, evidence there that, that we picked up on that's a great video if you want just like evidence just from the footsteps the shadow person the possible apparition the pebble that's thrown uh, some of the different EVPs that we picked up there a lot a lot of stuff um, yeah the, um, the stuff at that Jacksonville house with Diesel the dog you know that was he was having you know just you know physical reactions to something that was there and, you know, you hear, you know, uh, it's it's faint, actually, on, on the recording of that. But you hear the click, click, click of something approaching us, and there wasn't anything there. And he's visibly reacting to everything. So, you know, really, really interesting uh, stuff in those. So, um, what else? I always like the questions. For me, it's easier doing Q&A than just, like, running through a whole stuff. Can't hear it, Mike, I'll just call you tingles now or tingly. Um, yeah, that is... I, I do say that in, in the different videos um, because that's kind of the way I experience that energy. I will start feeling tingly, like especially in my arms, especially in my arms, or I'll get like cobwebby in the face. Um, the one that we just posted, the Goldenrod Showboat, that back room that we would go into, and I don't know if you want to call that a corridor or a room. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure what they used it for. It was for the... I guess later on, it was for the uh, for the dining room. And I remember when I first walked in there, there were some different plates. So maybe they used it as like a serving station, like they'd bring things out from there. I guess, I don't know, Shana might know. Um, but it used to be Charlie Minky's room, which we found out like the very last investigation that we ever did there. So we were hoping we'd get to go back and, you know, follow up some more on it, which we never were. Uh, but every time going through there, there was always something. Cobwebbing the face, the tingles on the arms... Yeah. Um, that, that place had some stuff going on. Um, yeah, tingly. It's funny. What else you guys got? So some of the, um, newer technology. Oh, Joey Rubino, Mike, is it true that music will bring on the spirits? Well, possibly, possibly, um, I was trying to use it, and that what I was describing there, so I guess I kind of inspired the question. I was trying to use it to create a situation where she might dance with me. I would think that different music from the different eras that some of the spirits may be associated with would help draw them out because we as humans usually relate really well to music. You know um, a certain piece of music, a certain song could just like zap you right back into an era, a point in time. That's something that happens to me. Quite often is that you know I'll hear a song that I haven't heard in ages, and all of a sudden it's like I'm right back into like wherever I was in I don't know in high school. <laughs> you know it's uh, it's really kind of interesting. It's uh it's it's what what is that? Uh, Claire Audio? It's one of, it's one of the Claires. So those of you that know the Claires, throw it in there. Um, it's one yeah it's one of those Claires. I think it's Claire Audio. So uh, one of the things that we've done. You know, a little recently, because I'll, I'll throw up some more tech here, and we have a couple of videos posted. Is the uh, the 360 camera? So I, I've, I know I, I was on record earlier saying we don't, you know, do a lot with, um, you know, throwing money at advanced technology. But this was one that we thought that would be interesting for tool. and so that is this guy. If you, oh, I almost dropped it. I'm almost dropping everything here. <laughs> um. So, Jared Osborne calls this HAL, if I could line it up properly. There we go. So, this kind of looks like HAL, right, from uh, Space Odyssey, uh, 2001. It's a 360 camera is what it is. And so, this, you know, all-around vision, full field, except it's 240 over the top, so you can't get directly underneath, but who wants to, um, you know, check out your feet, right? So, this has come in handy in some different cases where... You know, we've heard something in another room. Sean and I are talking in in a hallway. You know, normally I'd be like holding the camera up here, right? Um, we're kind of looking around. But this one, just kind of holding it out, you know, here's something in the room next door. What's that? Well, this was able to pick up on whatever it was. Um, something with a box. Uh, one of the more interesting ones was, uh, during that same investigation, um, Shauna was sitting down on a couch in the room. I'd gone out into the hallway. I was getting a light bulb. Was, we wanted to light up the room a little bit. Because um, <clears throat> one thing is, in in dim lighting, this doesn't work so well. So I wanted to light up the room a little bit. So I had the 360 camera sitting on the table. And I have a little tripod for it. Uh, it was a coffee table. And I start walking down the hall. And maybe halfway down the hall. And all of a sudden, it's just like, to me, it seemed like the lights went out real quick. And I'm like the heck just happened because we had one light on in um, a lamp that we couldn't take a bulb out of um, and she didn't catch it because she thought something else was going on in the room that she was in going back through this later because it's 360 all the way around it actually did pick up on that light just kinda quickly going out and then back in so don't know if it was paranormal but kinda interesting the way this is able to pick up on a full field of vision so one of those cases where you hear something, you know, it's like you're looking this way, right? And you hear something off over there, like, oh, what was that? Well, you've lost it. You, you don't know what it was. You know, you might have an idea based on, okay, what's over there, but you didn't catch it when it happened. And something like this can catch that. So we pick that up as a as a tool for investigations. So, um, what else you guys have down here for questions? Ground rules. What did I miss here? Um... Mike, how do you feel about the periscope? Do you mean the periscope feed? <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Uh, oh, no, the periscope. Oh, okay. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, if you're talking about the the one that picks up on different temperature fluctuations, you know, it's... I mean, it's almost like um, a, a different visualization of you know what the temperature gauge on here will do. Instead of seeing a number, uh, you'll see lights. Um, or you know, it's a little better than holding a gun. You know, the little temperature gauge gun. So yeah, I, I mean that's that's fine. Uh, I've used them before in investigations. Don't really get a lot of interaction with them. So to me, it's. Like I said, it's fine, you know, because I have seen them work, but most times they just kind of sit there and don't do a lot and uh, eventually the battery dies, you know, so it, it you know, I'm okay with it. Um, so what else did we lose or did I lose up here? So um, oh, that's back at the Tingle stuff. Okay. So. Yeah. And whatever that what I'm sorry, whatever the conversation was up above that was all in caps before that I uh, missed early on. I, I do apologize for that. Um, I saw the comment in there. It was a while ago now saying it was relevant to the conversation, but it was just it was kind of broken up into pieces and I just kind of really missed it all. So I do apologize for that. Um, OK, Sean Gilmore. Do I like to use trigger objects? Yeah, um, we'll, we'll definitely set up trigger objects. Like on the boat, going around showboat um, for Captain Minky, you know, it was a uh, cigar. You know, something that I like to use for trigger objects It's not really an object, but it's information, and that's the history of the location. I know a lot of people like to go into investigations not really knowing a lot about the history and who's there and what's supposed to be going on and all that. For psychic mediums, I understand that, um, but for your, you know, uh, for your investigator, you know, I prefer knowing all that because to me, if you were able to talk about different things that happened there or different people that were there, that'll trigger whoever may be there to respond to it. So, a you know, perfect example and I've talked about it before in here is the World War II plane at uh, the old uh, Army airfield in Frederick, Oklahoma. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We're sitting. Uh, this plane was used, you know, actually during battle in World War II. Nothing, 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 nothing going on, kind of going to, you know, wrap it up, and all of a sudden, I started talking about how I'd once been in the Air Force, and how I knew it came out of the old Army Air Corps, etc. etc. and then, boom, started getting that activity, and so it was just, just relating a bit, a bit of information, because I knew, you know, a bit about, you know, history of, you know, Air Force, World War II, Army Air Corps, that sort of thing, started working, so... Um, yeah I like to use information as trigger objects but you know if it's a ball you know for, for, a, ch- for a child spirit this is usually what you throw out there balls dolls things like that um, you know we see that all over the place the pool in mineral springs is like littered with all kinds of toys because you know there's supposed to be a little girl down there um, but I've seen that at you know a great one was um, trans allegheny Lunatic Asylum this was kinda cool so they had this one room I forget which ward it was but they had left a bunch of trigger objects there you know along the one wall um, for use later because they get a lot of activity in there so Copperhead and I go into the one room that all these things are at we don't touch them, we just kind of walk by them we start setting up in the middle of the room, there's a a group that Copperhead was kind of leading through, they went off down the hall when we went into this one room we're just setting stuff up in the middle of the floor, our own things but then all of a sudden this one ball that was in there that was supposed to be a trigger object, it's a little light-up ball that when you bounce it lights up different colors. It starts taking off, you know, down down the wall, right, out the door, so it has to turn on its own, and then turn again off down the hall, bounding all the way, you know, lighting up. And they start screaming from from down the hall, hey, you throwing this ball at us? It's like, no, it just basically got up and went off on its own. So was kind of a, uh, that was kind of a cool moment. Um, He tried, he's no longer working there, but he tried again and again to try to get that to happen again, never happened again. He said the spirit's name up there was Frank. So, um, what else do we have? Did I miss something up here? And I'll get the one from down there. Hey Mike, what are your thoughts on provoking spirits to get responses? I think a lot of people need to be schooled in this area. I don't provoke, I don't provoke. We, these are people, right? I don't go into somebody's house right now, and you know, you know, barge in and start demanding that they do things. You know, yeah, you know. Let I me mean, imagine going to your neighbor's house right now, walking in the door, and say, "Hey, turn off that light." Hey, go knock on that wall. Hey, hit me. Would you do that? Would you walk into your neighbor's house and do that? I, I don't think so. Um, so no they're people so you treat them as such go into a location and introduce ourselves you know there'll be times I hold up my hand you know to offer a handshake and you know especially a new location where they don't know you you know why would they interact with you so it does take I believe a number of times going back to the location again and again, you know, before they start warming up to you. Sometimes, you know, they'll be like, "Oh, hey, there's somebody new here to talk to or interact with," and you know, they'll do stuff. Um, but provoking? No, no. We we are Shauna and I are very respectful. That's something that we absolutely agree on. Don't provoke. Um, <clears throat> so there was one down here a little bit. Whoops, I just went by it. Um do you from Phoenix Feather ten thirty one, do you think some spirits don't know they're dead? Maybe that's why they act the same way from back then. Yeah. And that's um <clears throat> that's a that's a big reason why we don't say things like um or we don't ask them about their death. Um uh, we might ask, you know, what happened in here? Um and something like that. We we don't ask, you know, how did you die? No. We don't go there, that's uh, disrespectful we don't ask them if they know they're dead um it was in the investigation a year and a half ago at a cemetery where you know these these bodies had been desecrated twice you know twice over cuz you know just the, the way that they were buried to begin with um, they're just kind of tossed off to the side and, and left to rot in a basically like a mass grave um, or you know, they weren't the graves weren't marked nothing they were just tossed off to the side they were minors um, highway came through and <clears throat> came across the bodies. Well, they have to put their highway through. So they tossed the bodies off to the side again. Like, oh my God. So finally some, a group came across, uh, along and just like, Hey, you know, if this is wrong. Let's so they set up a nice cemetery for them. So we're in this cemetery with these, uh, bodies that have been desecrated like this twice and going through, we're doing a spirit box session. We can talk about spirit boxes here in a, in a minute. um, And one of the questions with the guys that I was with was, uh, well, you know you're dead, right? Last investigation I ever did with them. Nope. Um, Do you have any experience with streetlight interference phenomena? Uh, That's from Ether Shadow. Um, Good question. Um, Not really that I can recall, honestly. I, I, I don't really... I don't really recall so sometimes you don't have a story <laughs> you know so there you go um, B3 airspace Mike is awesome thank you B3 airspace appreciate that um, actually Sean Gilmore has box questions okay Sean ask away ask away with the box questions um, I, mean, I can just start a um, couple of things about the ghost. I mean, I've had them work, okay, um, occasionally. I, I just, I'm really mixed up for one, they give me a headache. So I don't like using them anyway, because it's just like enough, you know, it's a bunch of noise, um, but then, you know, a lot of what I think is picked up is, is, uh, is radio bleed over. Um, It was like during that investigation that I was just talking about with, uh, you know, do you think you're dead, right? Or you know you're dead, right? That same investigation, we pull out an SB7 and there's no antenna on it. So, um, you know, we're going live from this place. And so one of the things that's kind of bragged about is, hey, um, there's no antenna on here. We're kind of out there a little bit, even though we have enough signal to go live, which is cool. Um, You know, this is not going to pick up any radio so we should get pure you know if there's a voice that comes through it should be purely you know a, a voice of one of the spirits okay great um that lasted all of about two minutes and with nothing you know coming through I don't know if it was pressure of performance because we're live I don't know um that was put down in the old hack shack ghost box was brought out antenna goes up you know starts cycling through and, you know, now all of a sudden we're, you know, we're getting a bunch of responses and I'm you know, kind of listening and it's like, to me, most of it was radio bleed over. Now there were some, some things that came through at a point in time where I was like, okay, that might be something there. Um, cause you know, there's some different, you know, you know, somebody's dropping the F bomb or, um, you know, whore was thrown out there and things like that. It was like, okay, you know. There may be a radio station out, that, out there that that is saying that, but, um, usually not. So <laughs> it's like, okay, there may be a little something there going on, but for the most part, I, I just, I don't know. Um, here's another thing that I have, I have a problem with it on, or with that. I mean, I think that, I do think the spirits can use white noise to be able to interact and communicate with. I do believe that, um. With the idea that okay, this thing is supposed to be going, you know, a thirteenth of a second, cycling through, ding, 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 ding and then you're getting um, the the audio from that. Um, there somehow somehow the spirit is supposed to know to take this piece, in this piece, in this piece, in this piece, in this rapid fire succession, and piece it all together to make a word. I don't I don't know how the Spirit would know to do that? I I just, I don't. You know, and a lot of times we pull out these devices and we crank it right up. Right, oh, we got a ghost box up. Let's, you know, start asking questions. How does the Spirit know that, is it just because they're holding the, oh, he's holding the ghost box, so I've got to, you know, take the pieces and put them together. We usually don't explain it. Hey, this is what's going on here. You need to do it. You know, I don't know, it's kind of even like with the ones with, uh, with the, Obelis, with the word library. Well, it has a library and they, they interact, you know, they use their energy to manipulate the, you know, the, the words in there to, to pull out what they want. Um, again, I've seen responses off of it that have worked. You know, I've, I've been on an investigation before where, you know, we used all kinds of different stuff. You know, we used we used the Hack Shack, we used the Obulus, we used um, we used the Portal, we used uh, SB7, we used some different apps, and we we're getting a lot of the same responses between all the different devices. So it was like, okay, that's interesting, um, but then there are other times where we're just kind of all over the place. You know, so but I just don't get how you're expecting a spirit to know how to manipulate this you know I, now imagine you know do you know how to do that because it would have to be like you think about you pass away you're a ghost you're a spirit how do you know to do that you know and this may be an unpopular opinion which is kind of why i wish shauna was you know with me for this to back me up i know she's gonna back me up in the chat mm-hmm. um but i just i don't know how we expect these spirits to know how to do this i mean i was just talking before you know explaining to a spirit that's 100 years old how you know there's some lights on here if you get close it may light up you know and that's a little bit more simplistic but how do you take like a computer program well i had an investigation where you know i was hosting a public event kid has a computer i say kid because now always 20 years younger than me um and even though he's probably in his early 20s, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, but he's got a laptop and he's got an app going and he's basically talking into his laptop. How in the world does the spirit know to get into the computer? In, you know, and, and somehow I don't know. Maybe the app designer is saying, well, you know, the, you know, the app is sensing the energy and coming out with these different words. Or you know, sometimes it's like, well, the the spirit can like manipulate the words as. Somebody who's been a developer, who's been in the IT industry for 25 years, it's not the way it works. <laughs> it's just not the way it works, you know. So, like I said, I mean, it may be an unpopular opinion, but you know, I, I just, given given my <laughs> given my experience mm-hmm. in a, in the development arena in the IT industry I just I don't see how that works like that so um so what are you guys saying uh, Sh- sherry and carol saying I agree I don't use any of the boxes um... so what else we got um, so yeah Lenora saying I believe when you go to a haunted place if they want to talk with you they will uh... they will you do not need gadgets um... Okay. I'm just trying to see. I'm looking for somebody who's disagreeing with me. Is basically what I'm doing. I want to see what it is. Um, Phoenix Feather. Okay. Take care. You're heading out. Um, Discord threads hurts. Uh, hurts your head too. Okay. Um, what Ether keys? I'm just. I'm seriously looking for somebody who's disagreeing with me. Um, geo boxes sound creepy. Um, Sean, yeah, you know, and that's—I think that's by design. I think that's by design, <laughs> that's by design. Uh, because if it sounds creepy, it sounds like we're interacting with the dead, right? That's—it's it's all by design. Um, that one app that that kid was using. Um, here, here's something to throw out at you. Um, it was one of those that it has that you know creepy sound, almost like a geo box. Um, in fact, somebody in the comments on that video asked were they—you know—was the geo box being used uh, because it sounded like that. Um, But there was one moment where um, he asked a question, and it was his voice asking the exact same question coming back out of the computer. And I'm like, did I just hear that? Like, seriously, did I just hear this app take what he said and throw it back out? made me wonder about that, because this, now this... Is how a program could possibly work. So you got the program running, right? And this could be its design, randomly spewing some things out, blah, 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 you know, here or there. Usually, the way it works is you say something into it and a response ends up coming back out, right? So imagine this microphone's activated, you're speaking something, goes the program picks it up goes in modulates the voice and it can you know manipulate the sound waves and all that stuff a program can be programmed to do that manipulate the sound waves put a little delay here a little echo there just randomize it you set up all kinds of different random number generators I you know, I have a degree in game and simulation programming so I've learned all about how to be able to, you know, simulate and randomize and do, 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 all that shit, and then poof, spit it right back out through the speaker. So basically, taking your own voice, doing a bunch of shit to it, and throwing it back out. And you're listening like, oh, you know, that was cool. Oh, I thought I heard this word. I heard, thought I heard that word. And it's like in this, you know, menacing type voice, right? I can see that happening. Not accusing anybody of anything, but as somebody who's been in that field, that is, you know. Program before and all that, um, I could certainly see that one happening. That'd be easy to pull off. <clears throat> um, Discord threads asking about dowsing rods. Um, no, Shauna doesn't like dowsing rods, and I understand why. Dowsing rods can be easily manipulated. I guess her, her dad has uh, developed a, a box, a wooden box, that you can't manipulate them in. Uh, So, and I I have to see this because I actually haven't seen it yet. I've heard it described many times now, Um, but there's no way you could manipulate it. If there's something there that could, you know, it would have to be a spirit. Um, My friend, Copperhead Greg Graham, uh, uses dowsing rods uh, quite a bit. And if you watch our uh, Bel Air House video, you'll see them in action. And the way he uses them, instead of holding them straight out, he holds them down. And his philosophy on that, because he's just kind of like, they're just kind of resting there on his fingers, as they're pointed down, is that for them to cross the way he's holding them, they would have to defy gravity. And so they would have to be something uh, pushing them. So um, it very, very old school technique um, has been in the past very highly manipulated. So a lot of people discredit um, dowsing rods. There's also a phenomenon that can happen You know when you're holding them like that. Um, small muscle twitch, you know, ch- 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 you know, can actually start to make them seem like they're moving. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of people will discredit the thousand rods. I know Shauna doesn't like them. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. um, uh, I'll mixed cause I have seen them, you know, like Copperhead, I, I know he's an honest dude, so I don't discredit him at all, but you know, others, I don't know. I don't know, but a lot of people don't really use them anymore. So, um, and there's, yeah, Sean is in the chat talking about the wooden box. So Andrew, yeah, they used them the build our house. Yep. We used them to build our house. So that was an interesting investigation. So, um, you know, it is over the hour mark, guys. I didn't even, I didn't even know that. <laughs> uh, interesting. So I, I kept going on. Um. Oregon Trail, oh, because of the computer stuff, okay, um, anything else, guys, just anything else you want me to answer real quick, um, I went quite over, (laughs) um, so, B3 Airspace, agree with you, Mike, some techie is okay, but most of it's annoying, I think, to spirits, well, yeah, and, you know, I think it's actually confusing to a lot of the older spirits that don't understand it, um, I think you can kind of overwhelm some of the overt ones with some of the you know gadgets and technology. They're looking at it like I don't know. I mean, you gotta <clears throat> think about some of these you know, especially older spirits. You know, they see something like, um, you know, even even like this, or, or maybe something like that, or you know, some of these other you know, like big bigger gadgets that light up and have all this stuff going on. You know, they were taught that things like that, you know, high technology, and they're not even understanding. They're looking at it like, okay. That's got to be like magic, and magic is from the devil. I mean, you got to think. You know, this ultra-religious societies. You know, back in the day, you know, they were like, you know, seeing this stuff work. To them, it's magic, and also to what they've been taught through their heavy religious doctrine, magic is from the devil. So they're not gonna. They're gonna like take off and get away from you. You know. So you gotta be, you know, keep in mind what you're setting. Who who are the? That's why. That's why I like going in to investigations knowing the history of the place and who's supposed to be there and how old it is and all of that stuff because it gives you context. You know, if you're in a place that's 200 years old and you're throwing out all this really high technology, they're going to be like whoa, Satan's here and take off. Come on. You know? Um, You believe in grid lights. Like laser grid? I, I I have Is that in here? I have a laser grid around here somewhere. Maybe I didn't put it next to me. It's. Oh, I think it's down there. Um, I have a laser grid. It's. Yeah. I get the concept behind it. I haven't really seen it work myself. I've seen I've seen it work on TV, right? <laughs> um, I, it hasn't ever really personally worked for me. I'll throw it out there every once in a while just to see. Um, I have a UV light as well. Am I, also, I also don't have that on the couch here, do I? Oh, I do. Okay. Yeah. I also have a UV light as well, just because, um, you know, some, uh, some people were starting to theorize that, um, maybe use a regular flashlight, um, will kind of, you know, scare them off or, um, you know, what have you, and that UV light would be, well, one, it's a different wavelength, two, it's not as bright, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I picked it up just to try it, uh, just to see, you know, what we might be able to get, um, it hasn't really been much of a difference, you know, so. Um. Yep, Andrew Covich Mike, that's Joe Oklahoma because of being in the Bible Belt. Well, you know, it's kind of... Yeah, well, Oklahoma's kind of still back in the day, right? Well, you know, even out here, you know, 100, 200 years ago, um, you know, you, it was ultra-religious, so... um, Yeah, Shauna's saying that, you know, she, you know, she's used grid lights. They're cool. They are very cool. I, I mean, I like the way it sets them. I like the concept of it that, you know, you could see you know, if, if there's like a shadow breaking the light and all that, yeah, I've just, it hasn't worked for me yet. I haven't, I haven't seen a shadow cross, um, personally yet, I guess is what I'm saying. So, um, anything else? It is, um, just about midnight here in the east. And so we've been going for uh, a little over an hour now. Um, yeah, candy. Uh, She's saying good night. Mike doesn't need sleep. I actually do. I have a, I have a long drive tomorrow. <laughs> um, but you have a good night, Candy. Yeah, it's uh, she's out in New York, so I know it's it's late for her too. Same time, midnight. Um, and I do have a lot of stuff to get ready for the trip. I gotta pack all this stuff up. i have a lot of stuff to pack. I got stuff to clean up because <laughs> the day when I get back, my daughter's gonna be here, so um, I might want to do that. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed that, going over um, ghosts and technology, whipping out some devices for you, talking about some different experiences. Um, Really do appreciate all the questions and feedback and comments in there. Um, Happy you enjoyed it. So let me go ahead. Let's do some shout-outs real quick. Get all this equipment out of the way before I knock it over again, right? (laughs) So, um, Tom McNicholas, thank you very much, as usual. Oh, i got to say Shauna. Our chat shenanigator, thank you for being down there. I know you're not feeling well. Please send some energy, some good energy, good vibes out to Shauna. Really do appreciate that. Um, Greg Renkin, thank you very much. Uh, Ether Shadow, thank you as always. Jen K, thank you. And, guys, all the questions, I really do appreciate that. Uh, Candy Orton, thank you. Have a great night. Andrew Cox, uh, Andrew Cubbage was out there as well. Both Andrews. Katie Palmer, thank you very much. Um, start scrolling up. Zippy Davis, thanks for hanging out. Both shows, very cool. Real Badger, thank you very much. Beat 3 Airspace, thanks for all the uh, comments, feedback, and everything tonight. Wren Oak, thank you as well. Uh, Sean Gilmore, um, yeah, hey, hit me up about uh, Swift Mansion over here. So we got some stuff to do together. Um, uh, what else we got? Zippy Davis, I did say Zippy Davis already, Jen Kay. Um, what else we got? Uh, Cheryl Cowell, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, Sherry Ann Carroll, thank you as well. You know, a lot of people were taking off uh, back up here. So, uh, Lenora Martinez, thank you. As always, Discord Threads, thank you for uh, hanging out both shows. Thank you for your questions. Fran Molino, thank you for your questions tonight as well. Uh, Diane Hilbert, thank you for uh, also hanging out both shows. And everybody really do have a a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh, I I should say that there's not going to be a show next week. Um, I, we didn't say that edge of the rabbit hole either, but, um, no shows next week, edge of the rabbit hole or, um, inside the upside down day after Christmas. Um, a lot of people are going to be doing still, you know, family stuff and all that. Um, I'm going to be on the road with, with Shauna. Um, you know, so I'm not going to have the whole setup and everything anyway. Plus she has frontier enough said. So it's not going to, it's just not going to work on the, on the December 26th. So, um, our next show will be, I think that's, um, the second, Right. Um, yeah, uh, January second will be our next show, uh, so please hang out there. Uh, January second, come on back. So um, anybody else? So Nelly Moen okay, very cool. Um, anybody else? The, um, I'm sorry, I'm still scrolling back up. <laughs> uh, Kathy Siliento, thank you. Um, Jessica Shea as well. Yeah, I'm gonna scroll all the way back down and see if anybody else has chimed in. Kelly Dahl, thank you for joining us. And I think that's going to be about it. If I missed anybody, you know, I apologize. It's hard to grab everybody. Uh, there's a lot of chat. There's a lot of you in there. I really do appreciate all the feedback, comments, questions, what have you. Um, if you're new to the channel, this was you know first time you watched the show, or even the second time you haven't subscribed yet, please go ahead and subscribe. Um, there's a, a lot of stuff that's coming up with Haunted Road Media, a lot of great things that we're going to be doing, uh, secret things that are going to be coming out here within the next week. Hit the little bell notification, uh, get all the updates of what we're doing here on YouTube, but also check us out on uh, Facebook and Twitter as well, because we've got a lot of things that we throw up there. HauntedRoadMedia.com, of course, is the website, and MikeRickSecker.com. Got all the books and all that great stuff as well. So, um, Oh, and the um I'll toss it out there real quick – um the second edition of Encounters with the Paranormal 2 is out. And of course, we did just have Encounters with the Paranormal 3 come out as well. Uh, edition 2 of Encounters 2 of course has the expanded uh goldenrod coverage because of what happened back in October. So um check that out. Alright. So everybody, have a great night. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Whatever you're celebrating, if you're celebrating, um, enjoy. Peace to you all. Have a good night.